What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Voice, and you're here for another episode of the Facts Project. Today, special guest, very first time on the program, Christopher Curtis. We're here to talk about jazz, juggernauts against zealous zealots. Thank you for being here, brother. Hey, man, likewise. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And as you can see by this copy that I have here behind me, we are here to get into issue zero and basically what has just been successful on Kickstarter in issue one. And of course, with issue zero being this precursor and more of an origin story of the beings that basically in this team that we are that that we've read into, it's good to talk about these characters with the person that put them together. So thank you once again. So if we could get into this story, the way that it was constructed and how you basically put this together and no, notably a lot of people don't pick teams when they're doing their comics in the first po- first place. Most of them pick like a solo character and they'll try to d- derive it from there. Why all in your first choice of putting this together, was it that you wanted to do a team first more than maybe like a solo character like everybody else chooses? Um, well, so Jazz used to, was it, it started off as a solo project, a solo uh, narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, Nova was the main character. Mm. And okay. she was a, she was a, she's still the the last member of jazz, but um, I wanted to kind of do a uh, origin into this series into the the uh, situation. And over time, as I was writing it, I kind of fell out of of making one narrative and making the group an actual character right. uh, instead. And it it just it just flowed easier. There were there's there's a lot of multiple personalities that I'm able to um, control better than trying to do it from a solo uh, perspective. So just think of jazz as like one long character. Got you. Got you. Now, now in, in midst of the team, we're talking about Nova beats, hex, mute, kill switch, all very distinctive in all their personalities and all with one esteemed goal. And when, when you're talking about like the, the beginning couple pages of this storyline, you come to realize what the action is and the and and the plot is kind of like very quickly because there's a there's these portal incursions or better yet a, a portal crisis that is happening in the town of Neohaven and then literally almost out of nowhere beings are popping up almost pacific rim stop now you have it, it maybe an issue 1 that everybody's pretty much going to get in their hands pretty soon is the fact of why these incursions uh, excursions are happening does that come to come to light in issue one or issue two? Um, it comes so um, it does not come to light as to what they are yet. Okay, but you're gonna see a lot of the of the bone work. Uh, actually, in the very next issue, which is in two, mm-hmm. um, issue one is basically setting up for um what all they have to what, what all they have to do to uncover the um all the truths um uh, between the uh neo haven government and the portals and you kind of get a little view on um what the other team what the other opposition is doing about yeah. it so it's so as of right now everything has been from jazz's point of view oh, and okay. now we're going to switch over to the government's point of view and what they plan to do and kind of like take the story to a whole different level. So um, between chapter zero and chapter one, I've done enough of getting all the personalities and getting the situation um, of what they do. And now it's time to show you what happens when you keep kicking the hornet's nest. 
Mm-hmm. And um, actually, I just sent this off to my artist uh, about two hours ago, and she liked it a lot. So we're 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 now starting the the, the other leg, so to speak. Got you. And and you come to see that also almost at the same time because literally like I think the first the first occurrence was kind of like a a Sibiris, a three headed dog that was coming out of a portal. And the military is pretty much the first ones there. But then once jazz interferes, you can tell that they're more so like the annoying little kids that just come in and disrupt everything as far as the as far as the military is concerned. But when they do dissolve everything, uh, Kill Switch has a little bit of a of a uh, a tool that she utilizes against these beasts because. She, from a deceased portal beast, she got she has this ring that absorbs all of the what, what all the beasts that come in through the portals. Yeah, so so with that ring, she's able to. Uh, she's like a a, a necromancer, so she's that's able what I was to, thinking. Yeah, yeah. So so she could so 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 think of it like Pokemon, where you have access to a a set team. She mm-hmm. can only carry two at a time. So whenever she finds something that she likes she'll swap them out and i i try to keep all of that technical doohickey off to the side so that it's not you know smattering everything that i do want people to see um so you won't see her like fighting over like which which one do i want it's always like okay i want that one Mm -hmm. and then that you know you know like you know whatever happens but um yeah i've you're gonna also learn about that ring um about halfway through the series and that's probably gonna be the more important part I was I was going to ask you that I was going to I almost had like a little bit of a premonition because of the fact that she's like the only person that has one. And the fact that she had the opportunity to obtain it, that there will be more so of like a a ping aspect, almost like the 10 rings for for Shang-Chi, where where they're calling out to basically things in the portal that are more so escaping. I gotta, I gotta open back. I have to open back up chapter zero because I don't believe I have said that much. But you are somehow able to you put have some it. dots. There's, there's some dots, and now I'm kind of like, how did you do that? <laughs> did, I, did I? Is one of my docs open? No, no they're no. all closed. It, it's, it's not in there, man. It's just an educated guess. <laughs> that's, that's kind. Of, I mean, like that's, that's probably the closest anyone's ever gotten. And now I'm. I don't know. Like, who are you? Like, how did you do that? <laughs> but uh, even in that aspect, I mean, we're looking at it, and we see a little bit of the implementation into the Neo Haven government because uh, Commissioner Towers uh, is trying to basically do a public broadcast as to all the incursions that are happening in the city. And Hex, of course, is overwriting the teleprompter and taking that over for. For God knows what, but but what we come to find out, of course, Hex's father, Dr. Benjamin uh, Morgan, is more so of an Alfred to the bunch, which is pr- pretty good, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now, yeah there's no there's no like alternative motive or, or anything for that one. Right. And, and would you say that like pretty much he is the person that's more so funding the team? Um, he is it's it's less about funding and more about um direction because okay, since he, since so so he works he works for the neo haven government where uh his technology was used to create the shields that that go over the city and it was it was his it was his understanding that his technology was to be used for that mm-hmm. however he finds that his and this is much later but he finds that his 
uh, technology has actually been used for nefarious means um, out of his out of his uh, will. So he can't shut him down. He can't. Get, he cannot get close to it. So he institutes um, this team to doing what he can't do from where he's at. So he works like both sides. That's what I'm saying. He's kind of like an inside guy because he actually works for the Neo Haven government all the while he's Hex's father. Yeah. And and there's there's so so that also comes ahead around uh the end of chapter one and in the very beginning of chapter two. So you kind of get to see um what they think because at the at the end of zero Mm-hmm. Um, you you see a figure who was able to tr- uh, get all the transcripts of their text, mm. and that's gonna come come ahead here pretty soon. Wow! Now, is there interest? Is there going to be a portion in the story because we haven't seen exactly? I guess maybe in issue one, it might be possible, but uh, how this team was brought together. Um, when I when I started this because. Some people were kind of like, I wish you would have given us an origin. And I was like, no, I want I want you to just hit the ground running, go from here, and then gotcha. just run along with me as I drag your face on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a um a origin story itself, I have pl- I had plans for it. I want to see how far I get with it. Okay. And if if there's a lot of like we need to like, you know, like we have to have it, then I'll run back and do a quick one shot. Um I have I have some of it planned out, but you know, it's possible. Like anything's possible. Yeah. And, and and the the fact in which I have of course I have the book here. The fact that this is kind of like a manga inside of a westernized comic. And you know, more so often than not. And how the the artwork is done and how the outside cover is done, it all it reads just like a manga. And what basically insp- inspired you to basically take this format and put it in this book in, in such a way? Because you could have created just a manga, almost in a traditional form, smaller book, uh, a lot more pages, but you decided to go this way. What was that decision? I, because um, I wanted to kind of do my own thing and go in the middle. Um, I wasn't quite sure if I should have went 100% in one direction or 100% in the other direction. And then I kind of stopped wondering about that. It started kind of wondering, what do I like and how do I feel mm-hmm. about it? So I went this route where it's like, yes, it reads Western. No, it's got Japanese um, ethics behind it. It's kind of like TMNT has the like exact same thing. And yeah. once you figure that out, you're like, well, I'll just go ahead and do that instead. Yep. That's dope. That's dope. Now, as far as like the continuation of this story, like how long does this story go? Is it like a six six issue series? Can it go eight? How how far have you got the got this going on? I got this stretched out for about about twelve or thirteen chapters, and it's gonna it's gonna end in uh, three volumes. Wow. Mm. Now now I can only imagine how far this could possibly go. Now, and it it teaches on the team. What like I told, like I said before, is very versatile. You basically have a former MMA fighter who had a life saving operation uh, done to her spine, almost like Bullseye in the comics. Uh, then you have you have Beats, who basically he's almost like the roadblock of of the group. He 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 rhymes and everything that he basically says. Uh, you got you got Hex, who basically has her own debilitating mech. Um, 
Mute, who is their sentient android, and Kill Switch, of course, is the the main one that's that's pretty much the more magical one out of the crew. Um, uh, if, if you want to call her the Raven of Teen Titans of the, of the crew, but there's an interesting link between Kill Switch and Hex. Nobody talks to Hex in a certain manner, and that's that's a reason to doing so. Why is that? Is it just a crush? No. Um. So. Killswitch is is the oldest member of Jazz. She's about 27. And she kind of takes over as a top dog mother type uh, role. So Mm -hmm. um, she's she's very protective of her friends. And whenever there's any type of like injustice done, she's there to to put whoever in check. Because in her eyes, no one else, no one can 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 do this to my team but me. Mm. So so you see a bunch of that. Actually, that that comes to a head pretty soon, because um, because you because you saw the dialogue between her and Nova. Yes, and Nova is a young, brash character who kind of just thinks about doing one type of thing. There's no other way to do it, and it's always punching. It's always something physical, mm-hmm. and that kind of irks uh, Kill Switch because a um. We, we we have to have teams you know team synergy. I can't just have you just doing whatever you want it. And B, uh, this might be a small spoiler. Uh, she reminds her of her uh, half sister, uh. who 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 shows up in chapter two, and at the very end of chapter zero. Um, okay. there's not much of a there's not much of a link yet, but um. Matter of fact, I'm I'm talking as if you haven't seen chapter one, and that's 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 coming out soon. Yeah, I um, know. I, I, I actually funded. Yeah, I funded that Kickstarter, so I'm expecting that in my hands very soon. Are you are you physical or digital? Physical. That's why. Yeah, I, I, I just sent I sent all the digitals out uh, yesterday, and my inbox has been like ringing right now. Ah, you know what? Then more than likely I do have it, so I, I'm definitely going to be getting to that pretty soon because I I got the digital and the physical, so more than likely oh, I actually have it. Let me let me sorry. So let me let me let me make a plan. I will I will send those out tonight because I oh. honestly I was oh, gonna God. wait until I I ship them because I haven't shipped them out yet. Um, so I mean I mean I haven't I haven't ordered them yet. I'm still waiting on Kickstarter to give me my dang money. But um, <laughs> once that once that happens, because I, I always I always expedite. Yeah. Anyway, so once that happens, and I'm gonna just ship them right out. But yeah, it's coming soon. No, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, as far as just the the indie comic community, not to say that you're even fresh at this, but the thing is, with these two projects being funded as quickly as they are as they have been, because not only did you put out issue one, I mean issue zero, uh, at the end of uh, last year, and it you know that was funded. You put out issue one pretty quickly, and that was funded, definitely better than the first. How do you feel like the reception has been? From the indie comic community to the to the comic or to the or if you like to call it a manga so far um i didn't even really go within the indie comic community for this one um mm-hmm. i realized that if i if i stayed just in this community i would be stuck at the low number in the low interest so i kind of went outside of the circle okay to kind of bring more people into it as you're supposed to and i think that's what made it um, a much a much bigger turnaround so when i'm looking at on the next one by the time that we get to the very next one um i should double so my my so my whole goal was to always double and you did um, this time yeah oh yeah yeah and i and i even said out loud i was i was gonna double it and i had people that were like uh, good luck and i was like i know what the hell i'm doing 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it worked out. So um, just 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 trying new things, trying trying to get this in the right places. Um, just overall talking about it. Um, I try to use my social media to talk about jazz um, as opposed to just saying whatever. And then there are days where I'll just say whatever. So it, it's it all it's all about how you use your tools. That no, that, that that's obviously true. Now, when you talk about being outside of the box and not being more dependent on the indie indie comic community, like uh, what what stretch of the imagination did you did you go to in order to advertise the book or market the book in such a way that it bolstered you a lot more customers, a lot more people adding to the contributions than they did before? Well, when you when you do manga. And especially like indie manga, uh, which is it goes by a whole bunch of names now. Yep. You can't go into the same circles that are not familiar or don't like manga. So you have to go to where manga is normally put in at. Um, there is a lot of untapped gold, and I've said this last year on my YouTube channel, like a lot of times. Uh Discord. Yeah. There's a there is some untapped gold, and it's it's how you use Discord and get into certain channels. Can you really uh, pilfer and that's the word I want to use um, mm-hmm. a lot of people and it's just it's just it's just like being in those spaces and then being genuine about what you do uh, people will notice that there's a certain way about you know people like me who who, who just make uh, passion projects and have so much uh, love and soul into it that they you know that they go I have to get involved and that's what it's been so far dope Yo, now, like, as far as, like, the contribution of basically what we've seen so far as a villain aspect, when you decide the creation of a lot of the monsters that you have that are coming out of these portals, like, well, where did those inspirations come from? Because you have, when, when the first one came through, I was like, Severus, I'm like, oh, man, he's he's jumping in the mythology card, like, popping that one out. So, like, when, when, the, when the other ones start to make these incursions and they start to make that happen, like, where are you getting the inspiration for the monsters that you have coming through these portals? Well, all the also all the monsters are 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 being pulled from different parts of time, mm-hmm. um, and so that one just happened happened to be from like that mythos. Mm-hmm. But there will be times where there's like a cybernetic one that comes through, or they have to go through, um, like a like a Godzilla ish type thing. Right. Um, it's it's really it's really about just trying to not pigeonhole these monsters because I, I want to have like a like a large variety just in case this this thing gets bigger than I think it it, it will be. Mm. It's, it'll be a lot easier for like licensing and marketing down the road where I could probably use Godzilla at some point. That that's true. That's true. Now when you, we're talking about like the just basic inspirations because we talked about just uh, just the monsters just a second ago um what what basically brought this to mind obviously if you were a fan of manga and anime in the past or better yet just any type of westernized comics like what basically said said to yourself like i can do this too like this is this is definitely this definitely the type of style or the type of artwork or the type of comic that i would put together if i were to do it if there was something big on the fan base that drew you to it. What was that inspiration like? Um, this is, this is, this is actually a very good question. So you're familiar with Saturday AM, right? Yeah. Yeah. White manga. So, um, I saw some advertisements for clock striker 
um, right as I was writing this, and this actually started off as a as a as a video game um, idea that we ended up scrapping because my my the um, designer couldn't couldn't finish, so okay. we kind of like scrapped it. And I was like, no, nah, I, I love all these characters, but um, at the so randomly, don't it's it's twenty four. 2022-ish, um, I saw, no, 21, I saw um, uh, Clock Striker in some Saturday AM thing, and I kept looking at it, and I was like, I can do that. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 right there, it's right in front of me, I don't know why I couldn't do that. Right. So, I, I kind of did research, and I sat around a lot of the wrong people, and listened to all, like, a lot of, a lot of the wrong people, and uh, jack myself up. If you look at my past Kickstarters, there's there's three bad ones right back there, you know, back to back to back to back. Mm. But um, I I just watched how he did it, and then I saw that there was a lot of other people doing it. And the more I saw it, the more I realized that it's possible to do it, and it's fun to do it. Um, you know, it's been one of the the best things that I've ever done. Uh, in terms of my of my works, and I have I have like a vast variety of, of works already out right now. That's excellent, man. Now, when you're you're basically like uh taking the time putting this together and coming out to the point where it's been more of a passion project for you, and the development and putting this together and how it's been such a process to where you've been able to put this in everybody's hands. Is there any future plans for? jazz to basically showcase themselves inside of a comic-con and be sold on the market you know doing the politicians shaking hands and kissing babies yes and as of this month i have restarted my publisher search uh to do just that i realized that if i if i want to get that far i can't do it alone i should not be able to you know i shouldn't have to like do it alone Mm -hmm. there are there are people and teams that'll work with me um I just have to be presentable and be open. So um, I've been looking at um, Iconic Comics is is one. They just emailed me back today. Yeah. And then um, Antarctic Press. Mm, I have okay. to give, I have I have to send them chapter one when it's when it's printed. But those are the two that I'm kind of looking back and forth. Like, are you guys you guys want this? You guys ready for all this? And you know, I hope it works. But if not, then there's other publishers, and and if I can't get one, then I have to I have to build back up until I can get one. So my so my whole plan is is to go ahead and get one. Word, and having the opportunity to be something that's uh, not not variously seen nowadays. You talked about Saturday AM and uh, white manga and the artwork that he's doing. It's not a lot of black indie manga creators out there. To fact that to basically show that you might be one in a hundred, maybe. One in fifty, if if that. What does that basically mean to you? It means I am in the wrong field. I, I so one of the things that I've learned in in creative fields is that if you are one in few of a a specific demographic, mm-hmm. then you you need to go ahead and leave ASAP because that means that you are about to be typecasted and and put into a a a, a, a box mm-hmm. that you probably do not deserve to be in um so i mean i i know for i mean i have i have a couple of uh pretty good guys uh pretty good uh black creators who are doing manga and it's a whole bunch of us and I, i'm talking to a few here and there and we're just trying to um 
work you know work our way through in this really tight space that we put ourselves into but yeah. the you know the payoff will come and it'll come in tenfold so just hard work and just be in there yeah and, and the thing is like when you feel as though i mean i wouldn't even say if you if you felt as though there was an there was opportunities to be typecast but have have you had any type of inclinations to where that was obviously happening to you because you do black and uh, black indie manga yeah um when i when i first came in the game um i i made so everybody on jazz except for from you is is black and they're a a, a specific multifaceted version of what what black is to me mm-hmm. um and so when i made this i made it be, i made it because i saw too many people that were upset about like representation in like Japanese media and how they would love to have their own version of X, Y, Z. And I kind of was like, okay. So I put on my cape and was like, boom, here we go. Black versions of what you just said. This should be easy. Like it should be an easy flip. I'm over here thinking about the money I'm, I'm about to spend. And when I, when I got into spaces, uh, the, the standards and the speculations that I was given was like, this is cool, but it's not as big as this yet. So I'll wait till it gets big enough, or mm. I'll wait. I'll wait for the anime. I don't. I don't want the manga. I want the anime. And I'm kind of like, I don't think y'all, yo, you guys, like, like, like you guys understand how this shit works. And right. the more I kept beating my head against that, is more I was like, maybe this wasn't. I can't make this for them because while I was trying to get with them, I had people who didn't look like me tell me that they love what they what they saw and i kept kind of going like that's cool but it wasn't made for y'all but over time i realized that's dumb as hell this was made for the people who are coming to me and going i like this right so um yeah no most of my issues were were the audience that i thought i was gonna have but the audience that i have now um i love them and they they have shown me love back and i can't wait to keep making more of what they like Word, that's definitely positive reciprocation. De- definitely you putting out a product and it's not, it's unsuspecting who your consumer is going to be. Right. Word. Now, pretty much I, I would say as far as the, as the Kickstarter, now you've been putting out these pretty rapidly and I, and I get the, uh, what you were saying last time, because I've heard a lot of indie comic book creators talk about the fact that they put out single issues and they're like, well, I'll just wait till you put out a volume. You know, I want to read like a good portion of the story before I actually like dive deep and find an investment in your in your comic. So it'd be like uh, I, it's I've heard that like a few times, and even you know, take take for instance with a lot of other things like you. Most people don't like to read them issue to issue, so it it tends to make the author speed up their writing process because they want to put out a good product and that's okay. You know, it, it, now when you're talking about like this product and like I said, you put out zero and one pretty quickly, like how fast are we going to get to like this first volume? Oh, man. um, if, if I, if I wasn't going to take a, a quick break after two mm-hmm. to work on this other new project, um, Almost this this year, if not the beginning of next year, you would get the first volume. Wow! So like the, you're doing four, four, and four, right? Like four issues in one volume each. Yeah. Mm. Nice. 
That is, man, that and that would be great to have it all in one year because you know what? Con season happens at the end of the year, and then all of a sudden, boom, they, they, there's your merchandising. Right, and and um, I I actually got invited to a, to a couple of local cons uh, uh in my town, um in my state, and I had to decline because I was like, this is a great off you know great opportunity, but I don't have enough merch, I don't have enough media, right, right, and I would feel really dumb just walk in there with like one book and be like, here, look at this, you know, people like to see a spread of stuff because they feel like, um, like people always say that they love to be in the ground roots of things but they don't yeah. they want to be in the already moving forward stage you know so, so that way they can walk in and start cherry picking certain things there's nothing to cherry pick if it's like one book so they're like oh i'll come back later oh so, yeah and that's how people are so now now would you describe uh neo haven as somewhat in, of, of what you've written so far as somewhat close to your hometown no, not at all. Um, there's <laughs> there's no potholes over there. Uh, they got good they, streets. They got good streets. <laughs> Fantastic streets. No, great school. <laughs> That's excellent. But look, man, I appreciate you coming over here and chopping it up with me. I do appreciate the fact that we got to talk about issue zero. And now issue one is pretty much going to be entering everybody's hands. If they got it digitally, it's pretty much going to be in their hands already. And I'll be expecting that physical pretty soon. Um, now, if anybody wanted to get copies of your book that hadn't had a chance to uh, contribute to the Kickstarter, how would they do so? Um, I tell them, nah, nah. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> if you wanted a um, a copy of Chapter Zero or Chapter One, which is not out yet, um, I normally do sales on my website, okay. which is crystalink.com. And then uh, if, if you follow me on TikTok, I also operate through my TikTok shop. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, if you want it um, a certain rate, a certain, maybe almost faster, get it through my website. If you want it where it's cheaper and you can use coupons, get it on TikTok. Mm. Hey, that's good to know, man. Shoot, look, every businessman got their ways of, uh, of, of reaping the benefits of their sales, whether it's on different platforms or what, man. But that's that's amazing. Uh, but I, once again, I appreciate you doing this with me. I'll, I've, I've had this book for a while, so I've been wanting to talk about it for a good minute. I was glad I was able to maybe pinpoint a little bit of a spoiler for everybody that I, that hopefully maybe some people will catch. <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm over here. I, I'm in a, I'm in a discord DM right now with like with my artist Ash and I'm like, Hey, this man know too much. <laughs> as a matter as a matter of fact before we before we go shout out this uh, shout out that creative team because they did a great job oh that's true well well this is so so the the book you have behind you is that's not the, the it's a different artist. one right different artists yeah so yep. um but no he 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 did the damn thing and i i you know took care of him so um no ash is here we're here it, it's up it's nowhere but up mm. That's what's up, man. All right, man. Well, hey, great to talk to you. Hope you do. Uh, hope to see you in the next campaign, and we're going to talk about this story some more because I'm I'm pretty sure I'm gonna I'm gonna get some interesting tidbits from the next issues, whether it's issue two or issue three. So I look oh. forward to seeing that at the end of, and maybe in the middle of the next year. When when should we expect issue two? By the way, uh, issue two. Uh, let's see here. It's it's the end of February. Issue two should be finished by. April, April or May. Okay, and it'll be out on Kickstarter by then? Most likely, yeah. My man. All right, so 
Christopher Curtis for Jazz Juggernauts against Zealous Zealots. Thank you for joining me today. This is James Grandmaster Facts Boys and the Facts Project. We are out.